وشوقلن خوبين اي كنا ذابخنان شواق الخياوين لا تعلن نسيونا الا فصا من بيشا مطو ذي لاخي ملكوثا وخيلا وتجبخت العالم علمين امين فقدن تيم المغبي ومن دي قام يرم شوفن طاوام ادترام انا مرماري قابلو خني وخراب بشينا خايل فانا مشيخايا خينا قدوى أمرا قديشا دماريو خنن معمداننا طروخن أخنواتا قاتوا لقايم وقفرصوفا خاتتين عمن قها قامت بمارخ شينتون تيه قبارد أينا ولم بضايا إتلم فرصوفا خاتة خزخ مرمخ إيدن إتلم فرصوفا خاتة قها قامت فرس تايم ما شاء الله إن شاء الله بخالت ألاويتون هما شبيتايا أختي قخقرة وإقارة وشاكرتة وزغتة لشمد فاروقا ومارا وآلهن إيشو عمشيخ آمين هذه أخذت بشارا بإنجلس أليوان يعني شلاما قكل ناشدين فينا جو أمريكا وكندا ونيوزيلند ويوروب وإيكتينا وقو أطرد آوهاتا بثنهر العراق شلاما فريشة قكل ناشدين قكل خيانة العراق وميدل إيست يعني مدن خمس عايا كل نائد my beloved, so I'm going to start first session in English. As I can see, there are a few beautiful faces with us that do not understand Assyrian. Tonight, very briefly, we're going to talk about the seven fruits we received from the Holy Cross. And by the way, we are just around the corner, as they say, from the birth of our Lord Jesus, the Savior of the world, Christmas time. And as we are approaching these days, and especially from 1st of December, uh, I urge you to fast for the birth of our Lord Jesus. 
because fasting is a period of preparation to receive the Savior, not in a manger as it did happen uh, actually over 2,000 years ago, but this time prepare yourself to receive him in your heart and let your heart be that manger where Jesus was born. So, 1st of December, I urge you to fast and prepare yourself for the coming of the Messiah, the Savior of the world. So tonight we're going to talk, and hopefully next Monday, we will talk about the birth of our Lord Jesus and the preparation for it, if, if the Lord permits. So tonight I thought we'd share with you, um, through the power of the Holy Spirit and the intercession of our most beloved Holy Mother Mary, Mother of our Lord and Savior, the Queen of Heaven, the Mother of the Church, Mother of all nations, which Jesus gave her to us while he was hanging on the cross. We're going to share about the seven fruits that the Lord Jesus gave us by being crucified on the cross. The first fruit, who can tell me? I'll do it like a, an easy session. Who can tell me? What's the first fruit? Love? No. Even though love is the first fruit of the Holy Spirit. Very true. But in our t topic tonight is a different approach. Love is, is the sacrifice that our Jesus gave us. When He died on the cross, He showed us that He loves us. But the seven gifts or the seven fruits that Jesus gave through the cross. The first one is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Jesus, our Lord, said seven statements while He was hanging on the cross. Seven statements. The first one, what did Jesus say? Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. So the first fruit we received from the cross is what? Forgiveness. And if we want to match it to the seven days of creation in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and 2, in the beginning, God saw that it was dark, and then He said, let there be light. And light came on board, and God separated the light from darkness. He called the light day and the darkness night. Darkness, sin, light, holiness. Darkness, death. Light, eternal life. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. The forgiveness of Jesus Christ to mankind by shedding His blood on the cross forgave all sins. And when the sins were forgiven, we were transformed or delivered from darkness into light, from death into life, from sin into holiness. The first fruit is forgiveness. You know, I could talk about forgiveness as a topic on its own, but we don't have the time to do that. The first fruit is forgiveness. When you feel that you are forgiven, there is no greater joy and happiness you could ever ask for. Money can't buy that. Imagine you have this feeling that you are free, you are okay, you are in good shape, you are secured. You have a place to live in. You have an eternal life awaiting you. When you have that feeling, what greater things you could ask more than this? There isn't. 
the fruit of forgiveness. My son, you're forgiven. My daughter, you are forgiven. Go, and you are a new creation. The second fruit, the second fruit, Jesus said to the one who was nailed on the cross to his right, he said, Today you will be with me in where? Paradise. What is the second fruit then? He opened the gate of paradise to me, or for me. He opened the gate of paradise for me. One, he forgave me by shedding his blood on the cross, and through that blood of the Lamb of God, the gate of paradise which was shut from the time our father Adam broke God's word and was kicked out of the Garden of Eden, from that moment on, the gate of paradise was shut until the coming of the Messiah by the shedding of the blood of the Lamb of God, that gate was reopened for the first time after 4,000 years, as the Bible says. So he gave me paradise. First he forgave my sins, then he opened the gates of the kingdom of paradise for me. And when he opened the gate of paradise for me, he said the third verse. You should memorize these. The third verse, Jesus said to John or to Mother Mary, Mary, behold your son. And he turned to John the beloved. He said, John, behold your mother. What does that tell me? Now, what is Mary to Jesus? What is she? What's the relationship between Mary and Jesus? What is she to him? His mom? Okay, well, if Mary is his mom, and the Lord is saying to John, this is your mom, then what does that make us to Jesus? Brothers, well done. So what is the third fruit he gave me? Sonship. Sonship. What do I mean by sonship? Now, what is Jesus to God? The Son of God. Now, Mary is his mom. Jesus Christ, heavenly daddy, heavenly God, is his father. Now, and Mary is his mom, and he's saying to John, and John here represents all of us, all of us, all the Christian world. So, if now Mary is John's mother, then I become Jesus' brother, and Jesus is God's son, only son, Therefore, I became God's son through adoption. I have been adopted. So the third fruit, he gave me sonship. To be the son of God and to be his brother. And he is the firstborn. He is the firstborn. He is the oldest brother in a huge family called the Christian world. All of us are his brothers but he is the oldest. He is the first of us all. So, when you call Jesus my brother, you are not mistaken. Why then are you afraid to approach your brother? Why then you are afraid to approach God who is now your daddy through Jesus? Why? 
Don't be afraid. He is your older brother. When you have a problem, go and speak to him and tell him about your issues. Go to your brother. He gave you the third fruit, is the sonship, and he made you brother to him through Mary, our Queen of Heaven. Can you see the place of our Holy Mother? How beautiful it is and how important it is in our lives. I really feel sorry for some people when they say Mary, when she gave birth to Jesus, her role is over. I really feel sorry for those people because you do not understand that it was through Mary I became brother to Christ. If it was not for Mary, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been. So you have to be very careful when you talk about the Holy Mother. She is foundation to Christian faith. She is foundation. So the third fruit, He made me His brother. First, He forgave my sins. And by forgiving my sins, He opened the gate of paradise so that I can enter paradise because I cannot enter it while I'm in sinful status. But when my sins are forgiven, the gate is opened, I enter paradise, and in paradise, He made me His own brother. Today, you will be with me in paradise. And mother, behold your son. He made me His own brother. What is the fourth one? What is the fourth verse? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That is the fourth statement. The first one, Father, forgive them because they do not know what they're doing. I was forgiven. Second one, today you will be with me in paradise. He gave me, he gave me paradise. He opened the gate. The third one, Ma Mary, behold your son. And John, behold your mother. He gave me the sonship and he made me brother to him. The fourth statement Jesus said while he was hanging on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If you read Psalm 22, you will see that it's talking about companionship. If you read Psalm 22, the entire 22, you will see that that psalmist is talking about companionship. Sharika in Arabic. Al-Sharika, companionship. Well, Jesus forgave my sins, the first fruit. Then the second one, he opened the gate of paradise. He gave me a place. After he forgave me, he gave me a place. Now in that place, he called me brother. And since he called me brother, he's entered with me into what? A companionship in unity. Relationship. Relationship. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You have forsaken me so that you don't forsake them. You left me behind, so you accept them. I was nailed on the cross, so they are set free. They were brought into companionship when Jesus said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Companionship is the fourth, the fourth fruit. Now, you cannot have a brother and not talk to him. Yes? Can you say, this is my brother, but um, I don't know him at all? I've never spoken to him at all. Can you? If you have a brother, you must have spoken to your brother at some stage in your life. Maybe now you're, you're upset with him and you're talking to him. I don't know, maybe, but I hope not. But you cannot say, I have a brother and I don't talk to my brother. 
You must have spoken to your brother at some stage in your life. And everybody knows their brother. If Jesus is your brother, and he is, he gave himself to be your brother. Have you spoken to him lately? Or have you left him behind? Is Jesus as a brother to you a stranger? Because brothers don't, are not strangers, are they? Brothers are family. They can't be strangers. So if Jesus is your brother, he has brought you to come into a companionship with him, in a relationship. Talk to him. By the way, Jesus loves, loves when people get together in the church as a group and pray. He loves that. But I can assure you, Jesus adores, adores when you go into your room and shut the door behind you and you talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. He melts like a candle. He loves this, but he adores when you alone go and talk to him. He adores it. He drops everything. He, forgets, he even forgets about his angels. Everything. Because he can't wait for you to come and say, Jesus, my brother, I want to talk to you. He loves it. He, he adores that moment. You need to talk to your brother because he's brought you into this companionship. Don't be alone. Don't leave Jesus alone. Talk to him always. When you're driving in your heart, when you're sitting somewhere, when you're on holidays, going to the city, wherever you are, talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Now the fourth one is companionship. The first one is what? Forgiveness of sins. The second one what? Open the gate of paradise. The third one is what? He gave me the sonship. And he made me brother to him. And he is the son of God. Therefore I became the son of God. And I am Mary's son. So Mother Mary is my mom. Mother Mary is my mom automatically. She is the mother of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ saying, you're my brother. Therefore, Mary is my mom. Can anyone say, I don't know my mom? The mother that gave birth to you. How can you say, I don't know her? How can people say, we don't know Mary? It's impossible. The equation is not right. There's something very big wrong here. So the fourth one is companionship. The fifth, the fifth statement, what is that? Wow, I'm thirsty. Well done, well done. The fifth statement, I am thirsty, Jesus said on the cross. What does that tell you? What is this fruit about? I am thirsty. Being filled by the Holy Spirit. Because water here also is an illustration or a representation of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus forgave my sins. By forgiving my sins, He gave me paradise. And when He brought me into paradise, He gave me the sonship. He made me son of God. He made me the son for God the Almighty. And God became my daddy. And He became my brother. And after that, He entered me into this companionship. And when you enter with Jesus through this companionship, when you talk to Jesus, when you are close to Jesus, what's going to happen to you? You're going to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Water. I am thirsty. I am thirsty to be filled by your Spirit, Jesus. I want to be all yours. 
I want my whole being to be embraced, to be melting into your spirit. Form me, shape me like the way you want. Fill me with your spirit so that every action, every thought, every word I utter, I say, I move, it is all you and nothing but you. Being filled by the Holy Spirit, I am thirsty for you, my Lord Jesus. When you are thirsty for the, for the Lord, and when you have the Spirit of God really alive and, and kindled inside of you, you, this cannot be quiet. Wherever you go, you talk about Jesus. You can't be quiet. Every person you meet, you say, do you know Jesus? Have you met Jesus? Do you, wanna, do you want me to talk about Jesus? You want to tell the whole world about Jesus because the moment you taste Him, you don't ever want to let go of Him ever again. And something erupts inside of you, you want the whole world to taste what you have tasted because you don't want anyone to miss out. Because when you are filled with the Spirit, you are filled with His love. And His love is always shares and cares, is not selfish. So whatever you take from Jesus, you always want to give out to everyone you meet. That's true love. You want everyone to share Jesus with you. Don't be selfish and leave Him just for you. When Jesus comes and changes your life, touches your heart, and brings you close to Him, so that through you, Jesus brings many souls back to Him. Share Christ when you have shared Him with your own self. Share Him with others. I am thirsty for your Spirit, my Lord. Give me the power of the Holy Spirit so that when I, wherever I go, people are touched and lives are changed. Wherever I speak, darkness is turned into light. Like the way you said it in the very beginning in the book of Genesis. Let there be light. Jesus, make me like you. I say things happen. I pray people are healed. Filled by the Holy Spirit. I'm thirsty. Sixth fruit. It is complete. It is complete. Father, it is complete. The sixth, the sixth fruit. It is complete, Jesus said. What is it is complete? Father, I have completed. I have fulfilled your law on behalf of those who have accepted me and on behalf of the entire human race. Because every human being broke your word. Every human being, including Adam, the first creation of your hands, broke your word and ate from the tree which you forbid him from eating from it. He ate and broke your word. Every human being that came to this planet broke God's word, which is the law, except Jesus of Nazareth. It is complete. I have fulfilled and completed the law on every human being's behalf. What does that mean? That means whatever sins I had in my book, how many they were, how big or small they were, every single sin that was recorded in my book, when Jesus said it is complete, my book, your book, was torn in pieces, shredded, disappeared, vanished. Now, here is just a thought for you to think about. You know, when, when Jesus says to any one of us, I forgive you, where do you think that mistake goes? 
Where do you think that mistake goes? Or that sin? Well, let's say um, a sin is a, is a result of an action. Yes? Until you do something, you can't say you're a sinner. But if you do something wrong, then this person is classed or is, is, is named as a sinner. So the sinful person is someone who has done certain actions that are against God's will. Whenever you do something, there is always a consequence or some sort of a print you leave behind. Example, you're driving. No, 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 far from you. I'm driving. I'm driving and I, and I make a car accident. Now this action has caused a damage, yes? When I come out of this car, hopefully in one piece, I can't pretend that the car is not damaged. I cannot pretend. Just by saying it's okay, it's not okay. The car is damaged, it needs to be fixed. So every action, there is a result of it and there is a fingerprint, there is a mark left behind. When we make a mistake, that mistake has a consequence. There is a fingerprint. There is a mark left behind. If Jesus says, when Jesus says to any one of us, your, your sins are, are forgiven. Well, those sins are actions. What is he going to do with those actions? What is he going to take him? What is he going to take him? You know what I mean by our book of sins is all torn and, and, and is now vanished? You know what I mean by that? Imagine I'm a thief. And I stole some things. And then I say, I will repent from stealing. I won't steal anymore. But if people find the things that I stole in my possession, I will be charged accordingly, yes? What's going to happen to the things that I've stolen? What am I going to do with them? I can't take them back to the people that I stole them from. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some, someone has to deal with my stolen possessions. What are we going to do with it? So my sins that I have committed, knowingly or unknowingly, when Jesus forgives them, where is He going to take them? Where is He going to hide them? If we say He's going to take them to heaven and hide them in heaven, well, heaven is holy. Heaven is light. Heaven is pure. Filthy, dirty things cannot enter heaven. So he can't take him to heaven. If we say he hides him on earth, Satan is the prince of this earth. He will find it and he will dig it out. And he will bring it on the judgment day. And he will say to God, here is this guy's mistakes. I just dug him out. If he hides him in Hades, under the earth, in the belly of the earth, well, that's the territory of Satan. But Jesus took those sins, those stolen items, and He hid them somewhere where no one has power over that place. You know where? Where the nails went, where the crown of thorns and the spear that pierced His side. That's where He hid Him, on the cross. No one has authority but Him. That's why your book of sins is no longer there. Jesus wiped away all your sins 
and fulfilled the law of God on your behalf by saying it is complete. The seventh fruit. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Look at the seven fruits. They are in order. First one, I was forgiven. By being forgiven, paradise was my place. When I entered that place, Jesus gave me to be his brother, therefore the Son of God. And when he gave me this, this title, he entered me into this companionship, relationship with him. And when he entered me through this relationship, he filled me with his spirit. I am thirsty. He filled me with the Holy Spirit. And when he filled me with the Holy Spirit, he fulfilled all the law that I cannot fulfill except him. It's a long story. I'm cutting it very short. And when Jesus fulfilled the law on my behalf and your behalf, into your hands, Father, I commit my soul. Because Jesus says, wherever I am, I want you also to be there. I have given my life into the hands of my Father. Wherever I am, I want you to also be there. He gave me the place where Jesus is, into the hands of his heavenly daddy. And Jesus says, no one takes anything from my Father's hand. No one steals from my Father's hand because no one is greater than Him. Jesus wants us in the heart of His Daddy so where no one can reach and steal us again from Him. Amen. First fruit? Forgiveness. I'm forgiven. Second fruit? Paradise is given to me. What's the first verse? Or the first statement Jesus said, Father, forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. I was forgiven. Second one, today you will be with me in paradise to the thief, to the robber who was nailed on the cross to his right. That was what? Given paradise was open to me. Third one, Mary, woman, behold your son. John, behold your mother. Sonship, I became brother to Christ therefore the son of god sonship the fourth one my god my god why have you forsaken me companionship he entered me into this relationship with this brother with this brother of mine jesus of nazareth and the fifth one i'm thirsty by being in a relationship with jesus you will be always refilled and renewed with the holy spirit the spirit of jesus will always be alive alive in you. You won't go cold. You won't go in a routine lifestyle. Every day is something new. Every day is something different because God is God is the God of change. God is not stagnant. God is always on the move. He always works. That's why he loves every time something new. He doesn't want you to see today the same thing tomorrow or yesterday. He wants you to see every day something different about him. Because any relationship that goes into routine, same thing every day, love dies. Every day, good morning, see you later, good afternoon, see you later, hi, bye, hi, bye, hi, bye. After a while, even the hi and the bye will be gone with the wind. But 
If you get up in the morning and you say, Hi, honey. In the afternoon, hi, sweetie. In the night, I love you. In the morning, I can't stand you. <laughs> you see, it's different. He gave us what? I am thirsty, the Holy Spirit. Being filled by the Holy Spirit. And the sixth one, it is complete. Fulfilled the law on our behalf. And by fulfilling the law on our behalf, into your hands I commit my soul or my spirit, Father. Wherever I am, you also be with me. Because you cannot enter God's kingdom unless you fulfill everything that God asks of you. Who can do that? Only Jesus can. When you have Jesus, he, you will enter God's kingdom through Christ. He is the only way. That's why he said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by through me. Because there is no other way. To get to the Father, you must fulfill everything God asks of you. How can you do it? If you can't do it with action, you fail with your own thoughts. How many times do we kill people with our own thinking? Hmm? Don't we think about people and say, if, if he falls into my hand, I'll rip him to pieces. Don't you do it? Hmm? I hate this person. Well, don't say that, but we do it sometimes. Aren't we naughty? We break the Ten Commandments with our thinking before we get to the physical part of it. Emotionally, mentally, we break it. And the Ten Commandments, my beloveds, are just a drop in the ocean of the complete or the fullness of God's law. Are just a drop. We can't even fulfill none of these Ten Commandments and they are just a drop in the ocean of God, then how can we fulfill what God wants as a whole from us? Only Jesus can. Into your hands I commit myself or my spirit. He gave me eternal life forever to, to share it with me for eternities to come. This is Jesus. He deserves our love and respect and worship and honor and praise and glory and thanks and everything. Amen. So the next time you look at the cross, say, thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me paradise. Thank you, Jesus, for making me your brother and son to your heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me that companionship and that relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus, for filling me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for fulfilling all God's law that I have broken, willingly and unwillingly, knowingly and unknowingly. And thank you, Jesus, for giving me eternal life to share it with you forever and ever and ever and ever more. Amen. God bless you. تلنهيوي قد لتلن خامندي اوديو اختي لا اختي لتلن اختي تلنهيوي قد طلبخ ملكد ملكد هيرا قد ماسخ ماكم الاخلق وخيوتا يوماتا وطم ماخلق وخيوتا مغبي الان بارخ لوخن وناطروخن قاتن هماشا خالت على بخازخ لوخن قد روشي بتيلي بتايا هرلخق وامرا قخايو الفانخينا مشيخايا صالم هالدويوم مغبي قد هماشا ويتون مطيره وخميه ويتون صخ صلامه شلاما جو أطرد أوهات عراق شلاما جو مدن خمس عايا شطلوب وبربل ومغبي هما شم صالم أو شلاما جو بيت دمشيخ جو إيت دمشيخ أو خشلاما آمين مغبي قام خلص لوتا مرنيتا مغبي شم أوا وورا وروخ خطش العلمين بارخمار أوند وشمية
نفقداش ما اختيت ملكوثاخ نهوى صوياناخ كند وشمية أب أرعا هولان لخم السنقان اليومان وشوقلا خوبين أي كنا ذابخنان شواقا خياوين لا تعلى النسيونة إلا فصا من بيشة مطو ذيلاخي ملكوتا وخيلة وتشبخت العالم علمين آمين طيبوت اطمارن إيشا عم شيخة خبد لها آوى وشوتا فوت ضروخة قدشته وعم كلا هاشا وخلزوان والعالم علمين آمين ألا نطرخن مغبي ضريتن الباتوخن صلامة بلبا خديا خازخ لاخن قطروش بتيلي بتاين ألا نطرخ 